Get Into Geek. We're talking movies, we're talking trailers, and uh, here we are. We're still coming down from what Avengers Infinity War inflicted on us. Who I mean, blessed us with. I'd feel really bad for whatever Marvel like MCU movie has to follow Infinity War. Like that's that's some big shoes to fill right there. Or little shoes, as it may be. No yeah. pun intended. Or maybe like, oh god, more gold coming up in this podcast. <laughs> My name is Mitch. Joining me, that's Maddie. What's up? Uh, we're here to break down the new Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer. It's the second trailer for the film. We actually didn't get, we weren't able to get together and talk about the first one, but I really wanted to uh, get in here and talk about the second one because, I guess, of Avengers being out last week. And that movie ends one way, and then the post credit scene has it end another. But regardless, you're still wondering, well, what comes next? And this trailer coming out a week after... All the casual fans, unlike you and I, Matty, not trying to boost our egos by saying that, but <laughs> we do know that Captain Marvel is coming out in March. Yeah. We do know that Avengers 4 is only a year away. And we knew that Ant-Man... Longest year of my life. I think it actually might be. Like We've thought Game of Thrones years between mm. seasons were long. No, no, no. I saw a thing this. pop up on, my, uh, uh, on this day in Facebook the other day, yeah. and it was the year countdown to Days of Future Past. Oh, I thought, really? I thought that year was long. <laughs> Jesus. You don't know what you're... Uh, you, you were starting from anywhere, at least with yeah. this. So yeah, I think the casual fan now is aware that there's a new Marvel movie coming out and it's only a couple of months away. And I guess this isn't really necessary to talk about for those who are listening to this, because if you're listening to a movie podcast and you're listening to an episode about a trailer, you're right into this shit, okay? You're next level fan like we are. But still, it's worth talking about the fact that they don't mention or reference at all where this film is set. And that makes it different to the first trailer because the first one opened up with a very sort of, you know, uh, intimate conversation between Ant-Man and uh, the Wasp. And, uh, and and Scott says to Hope, basically, if Cap had have uh, called you, would you have come? You know, would he have answered the call to go and help Captain America in Civil War? And she said, no, I wouldn't have. But if I did, you guys wouldn't have got arrested. So that immediately gave you a, a bit of a time window. It was at least post-Civil War, obviously. I mean, the first Ant-Man was only six months before the uh, before Civil War. So this one's set after Civil War. Now, while Spider-Man was two months after Civil War, Black Panther started probably a day after Civil War ended. <laughs> this one, who knows? It's obviously before Infinity War, after Civil War. But that's it's got to be, year, doesn't it? That's like a it- that's a two-year period. Like it's oh, it's it's absolutely before Infinity War because otherwise, I don't even know how you could have a trailer with all those characters, and they're just getting on about their daily lives. And what meanwhile, half of the world's population yeah. is dead. There's suddenly three and a half billion people on the planet. So obviously, to me, this is set before uh, Infinity War. Yeah. I've always been Which clear is... with that, but I just found it interesting that they're releasing this trailer less than a week after Infinity War opened around the world, and they don't make reference about when it's set. Mm. What I find interesting is, in the lead-up to Infinity War, it's been all about, it's been 10 years since we've done this, yep. 10 years of building, but it's the 19th film. And given that Ant-Man is going to be set pre-Infinity War, why why not just give us Ant-Man and the Wasp now yeah. and, like, and swap them yeah. so that Infinity War was the 20th Marvel film? Yeah. Like, it's obviously... Okay, so 
potential spoilers for anyone who's not seen Infinity War yet. Yeah, maybe tune out now. I mean, we have got uh, just a little bit of a quick plug, guys. Uh, we have got our Avengers Infinity War non-spoiler if you haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, as if you haven't. You listened but... to Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer breakdown. <laughs> you've, you've watched Infinity War. And it's War. the biggest global opening movie of all time. And it hasn't yeah. even released in Russia or China yet. <laughs> and it still beat Fate of the Furious by $100 million. Yeah. Come on. But if you haven't seen it and you are listening to this anyway, we have got a non-spoilers review up there and a full spoilers breakdown if you have seen it. Yeah. So feel free to go on and lay down some spoilers, Maddie. Not a huge one, but they just mentioned that Ant-Man... Ant-Man's not in the first Infinity War. Mm. Um, he didn't, you know, with Cap mentions that basically he and um, Hawkeye took a deal for mm. their families because they're the ones with kids. So they took a deal, they're out, that's why he's not in Infinity War. Yeah. And then obviously in the first, uh, as you mentioned, in the first Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer... He, you know, he mentions everything that's happened with Cap, and I think there's even the allusion to he's like under house arrest, or he's got like a little that's right, yeah, yeah, little yeah. Uh, anklet beeper and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And then this movie opens up with, oh, sorry, this trailer opens up him talking to his daughter, and she's saying, "Oh, how long since you've been Ant Man, or something like that? Uh, how long again? Again, yeah. So obviously, part of his deal was to give up the suit and all that sort of stuff, uh, and he's under his house arrest and all that sort. Of, and obviously, in this film, he you know he dons the suit again. <laughs> so I'm just thinking the way that it's intercut with the scene of him as Giant Man hijacking a truck that he can use as like some kind of bobsled, like a razor scooter down a San Francisco tree, uh, street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if that if that conversation was following that scene in the actual movie, which I don't think it is, obviously it'll be at different time frames. The fact that she's like, oh, "Have you ever been Ant Man?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm not supposed to be. I was supposed to do that as part of my deal." Don't be Giant Man. Yeah, if you're trying to hide from people. If you're trying to get stuff done and not be seen. <laughs> Be Ant-Man. Yeah. And actually, just on that, the, the idea that he has taken a deal, and yeah, the, I'd forgotten about that with the first trailer, that he does wear some kind of ankle bracelet and he is in the house arrest or whatever. And if Hawkeye did do the same thing, as we're told in Infinity War, Infinity War also does include Falcon with Cap. He has been riding along with Cap for the last two years. They've been going mm. around the world. If you read the prelude comic, which I actually failed to mention uh, when we did our uh, full spoilers chat last week, the prelude comic has them like basically just following terrorist organizations around the world yeah. and, and still fighting the good fight, but just them dictating themselves. Basically, oh. what Cap wanted well, to keep my, doing when he was in an dialogue, My internal monologue to that is basically at the end of Civil War, you see Cap rock up at the um, at the raft yep. to break them out. Yeah. What we haven't seen, we may or may not, but my thinking is Hawkeye and Ant-Man said when Cap broke that said, look, we can't become fugitives. We can't run. Yeah. We've got families to worry about. Well, in I, guess, I was just going to say, we do only see Falcon see him. Falcon's the only one that like, looks through the glass, sees a silhouette walking up at the end of Civil War. Under the narration of Steve Rogers saying, if oh, you need me, I'll be there. So right? he, he was the only one that, I'm like, has he basically broken out? Falcon, but then left the other two. But now I'm just remembering in the prelude comic, which it is an official tie-in, but let's be honest, the main canon of the MCU is the films. Yeah. And I have been sad enough, Maddie knows this, but I'll admit it to the audiences, I've been <laughs> sad enough, albeit awesome enough, to sit down and break down, at least with phase one, which is what this concerns, a chronological order of phase one. So, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of Thor, most of Captain Supercut. America. You put it Supercut. into a Supercut. You know, touch of the Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, and then Iron Man 2, Hulk, and Thor all happening at the same time leading into the Avengers. 
Now, I sat there and worked it all out and what took place on what day. And it, yes, you're sitting there going, oh my Jesus Christ, what? This is why we call you Captain going? Chronology. Thank you. Boom. Now, in it's that. It's your superpower. Watching the films, how I worked it all out, who was what and where they were at what time, blah, blah, blah. I read the prelude comic and I think it was Fury's Big Week, which basically explained to you that those three things were all happening at once. If oh, you hadn't yeah. got the little teasers throughout the film. And, and and where Fury was and all the shit that he was having to deal with. Like it was he was getting multitasking like a yeah. mofo. Crazy calls from Colson, then what was going on in Iron Man, and then he's got stuff going on at, you know, Colby University with with the Hulk. And that he calls Hawkeye in from somewhere to then go out to this base where Colson is. And I, in my own research, was like, that doesn't match up. I couldn't possibly match up, but I'd probably need to go back and do the research. But at the time, I had post-its all over a wall about breaking up scenes. <laughs> Trust me when I say, Kevin Feige, I did the research. But all that considered, we can only go by the official tie-in at this stage. And in the tie-in, he does break them out and he thanks scott lang for helping him and uh and basically says so what are you going to do now he says well i got to get back to my family and i think hawkeye says something along the same lines but Mm. it really focuses on on uh on what scott lang says and he basically says yeah i'm going to go back to my own family but well he he had he had no he had no 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 dog in the fight Yeah, yeah like he was just there because falcon's like i know a guy he's like oh cool i get to work with yeah. captain america he you know he he had nothing to do with sokovia accords no any of that sort of stuff but so. with that then so even if he didn't let them out as the prelude comic suggests he goes in and busts that falcon because falcon's his boy he's beat up everyone in that in that facility so when someone comes to or someone else arrives they come in everyone's beat up they've got an, an escaped superhero for all intents and purposes and then two other people and they go oh what and then then they do the deals after that or do what the prelude suggests do they sit there and be like yeah we're just going to sit here until someone arrives we've escaped but we haven't really escaped or does he take them back to america and like try and con someone into giving them a deal like Mm. it actually complicates things the I don't know. Maybe they were just being held there overnight. I don't know, but I guess Captain America wouldn't have oh, like broken. You're going to send him to the raft overnight? That's, that's what I mean. Like, like in the middle of the ocean sure, somewhere. That's the, pretty severe. God, the abomination would be three levels down. Yeah. He's still being held there by by shield. Oh, okay. Again, this doesn't this doesn't impact the trailer. Maybe this is something we can bring up uh, after we see the film and it's explained or not explained. But it is an interesting question. That yeah, they they hinted that in the first trailer. They didn't do that in this one. And he, but he, he obviously has taken a break from being Ant Man for the sake of his daughter. But now he's having to do it for whatever reason. You know, he's 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 heard the calling. Obviously, I reckon Hank Pym's out there finding some shit out. And like the first movie, he's asked him to come back and help. Maybe Wasp is already doing those things. You know, he'd made her a costume by the end of Ant Man, the first yeah. one. Yeah. So she's out doing things. Maybe they just run into each other, and it's like, I need you back. This trailer, then, man, I think from like the first twenty seconds. I, I just felt like this sense of joy about it. Like it, it reminds you. Oh, that's right. Ant Man is like the the fun, you know, version. Yeah. He's, of, he's the, the, of the Earth based. Uh, he's heroes. the Earth based member of the Guardians. Yeah, like he's yeah. it's fun. There's Ragnarok, which is a different style of comedy to Guardians, and then you've got Ant Man, which even through this trailer, it's just like man, Ant- being Ant Man would be so much fun. But it also had a really kick ass song and about the two of them working. Well, together. that's um that takes me back to remember when uh, Agent Carter was still on the air. Mm. There was a what's that that app where you like lip sync over it? What's it called? 
Um, I, I don't know. It's like they plays a song and you can and you can like lip sync over the top of it. Yeah. And there was that big war that went on between the Agents of Shield guys and the Agent Carter guys. Yeah, right. One of the ones one of the songs they did was this song. Oh, really? Next to it to make things go right. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's I reckon if if you're either like Peggy Carter or you're um any of the people from Shield, you're just like, oh yeah, they stole that from us. <laughs> they totally stole that from us. <laughs> um, obviously, it's titled Ant Man and the Wasp. We already know what we're going to get with Ant Man. The daughter at the start of this trailer suggests to Scott Lang he needs a partner, someone to look over him, and then boom, Wasp enters the frame. Yeah. She maximizes her size into the car, drops back down, out a window, spins around, kicks the guy in the face that's driving the car, like busts out the windshield. Like she looks like Black Widow wearing an Ant Man yeah. or a Wasp costume. Like, just she's... Like, hey Deadpool, check out our car fight oh, scene. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was I'm like the Wasp is awesome and this is a fun movie. Like already yeah. I'm back, you know. She's She's the badass. She's very, and they say it in there, she's very intense. Um, and Hope was in the first film as well. She was yep. very intense. You've got Paul Rudd there. He's still doing that same laugh when he grows big. Like, yeah. you know, you see it there oh. with the fairy. Like, he just gets off on it. <laughs> um, maybe it's because he knows how big his penis is relative to everything else that's going on. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's just where it is. He's he like, just yeah. unzips and takes out that whole fairy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's, and it's a nice twist because... Again, I've not read a lot of comics um, with Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm going mainly on a lot of the cartoons and things that I've seen. It's usually the other way around. Mm. It's Wasp is the, yeah, she's fierce, but she's the fun one. Mm. You know, she's the tongue-in-cheek. She's the, the quippy one. And Scott or Hank, depending on which iteration you're looking at, they're the very sort of serious scientist. Or, you know, this is all about, this isn't about being a superhero. This is about being a scientist, you know. Um, so I like the the flip side to it is that you know you've still got Hank, but then we've got Scott who's very flippant and you know because he's Paul Rudd like mm. what else is he gonna do? <laughs> um, but then you've got Hope who is and I and I guess oh I guess that that works too given that in some of the cartoons it's Janet Hope's mother is also a Wasp mm. so she's also very sort of light and and stuff but I, I think it's gonna be a nice little match between the two of them. The there was a moment there when there's the whole oh you go low I'll go high and she's like I've got wings blah blah, blah. it was a bit Power Ranger actory with the helmets because obviously you can't sort of with in the first Ant Man film when it was just Paul Rudd it's like oh that's fine because he wasn't a lot of talking or he's just talking to himself and there's lots of close ups on his eyes mm. and that's how you could emote but they're holding it in like a mid two shot yeah. And they're kind of looking at each other and doing the little helmet nod like they're Power Rangers. <laughs> and I was like, oh, they'll have to be careful there. And I think, well, now what's the actress who plays Hope from the, Evangeline Lily from uh, from Lost? Her VO work based on the trailer, not so great. Yeah, like it's just a little bit. And again, I liken it to Power Rangers. It's yeah. like you look at the OG Power Rangers; they all had distinctive, strong sort of voices. Like you listen to, like if you watch like the the latest iteration of Power Rangers, which is um, uh, Ninja Steel. And it's like the Red Rangers, like it's morphin time, and it's like there is no, <laughs> there is no authority in that voice yeah. whatsoever, <laughs> mate. Like, but again, I mean, I know when uh, the first Infinity War trailer dropped, people were very iffy about the way Thanos looked mm. because that was a, almost like a previs in a way. Like they yeah. hadn't done, they they did a lot of work between the trailer and the film. So I'm hoping maybe they'll do the same thing there. Maybe it's just some some early records of yeah, different takes as well. Yeah, like it's like shove that one in there. Maybe it's the most um, emotive sort of uh, like it's the loudest. You know, maybe it's the yeah, more, and it was more very, it's a very punchy sort of trailer and lots mm. of fun. And so maybe that that worked best for the trailer. Yeah, but they use a different take in the actual film. But um, but I'm very excited to see Wasp. I mean, she's got she's got stingers. Yep. 
So she's got little energy weapons and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, I'm very excited to see this character. Her, her costume, I kind of, I hope by the end there's a bit more gold in it. Yeah. Not a hard yellow, because hard yellow's hard pull off, like yeah. in, in, in a live action sort of look. Hence why we've never seen Hugh Jackman in, uh, in a full-blown, <laughs> you know, yellow lycra. But just given how much red is in Ant-Man's costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, everything she had there seemed very subdued, but maybe it's a prototype. Yeah. Uh, costume. You know, we saw parts of it being built, but not completely f- sort of complete in uh, at the end of Ant-Man. Mm. So maybe this is just uh, the first go. Because obviously Ant-Man's mask has changed each film as well. Like yeah. they've been refining the technology and stuff like that. So... And then come the end of the trailer as well, not so much with the design, but the way that it operates in the movie. He, um, The van, you know, pops up, it's big again. He goes back to normal size in the van. He's like, hey, what's up with you guys? But as he, um, he like hits the button to... Well, in the first movie, it was basically just like raise the top of his mask up. Well, you know, open yeah, it, it kind the of front. opened up there. Yeah. It basically disappeared like an Iron Man helmet. Yeah. Like it disappeared into the back of his suit. So, uh, yeah. It, I like in a way that they haven't just went full, you know, new outfit 2.0 and now it's metallic and, you know, it's like Stark Tech almost. Like they, again, spoilers, but you're not listening anymore if you uh, didn't want to listen after our last spoiler alert. But uh, in Infinity War, it was explained why. Peter Parker needed the Iron Spider suit, but I, at the same time, don't want him to keep that for his solo films ongoing. I, I like the mm. the simplicity of Spider-Man's Lycra outfit, like the fact that he would just be a an Iron Man character. Why then would Iron Man make him a web shooter in that? It, whatever, doesn't really, doesn't that doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just getting ahead of myself, <laughs> but I like that they're keeping it simple. It's Ant Man. He still wears that suit that's just got yeah. wires running. It's a well. Messy I mean, and as far as costume. we know, he and Tony probably aren't mates anyway. They're no. on they're on opposite sides for Civil War. Yeah, they probably haven't spent a lot of Never time together. Never trust a Stark. You know, <laughs> as he said something along those lines in uh, in Civil War. On the Wasp, actually. Um, do you reckon we have seen a flash of the original Wasp in this trailer? Because there is a shot there where someone is in... The, oh, it looks like Ant-Man. Uh, I think it was a red suit. It could be Hank Pym. I don't know. But there there was a moment at the start with... And I'll get back to him in a minute. But Michael Pena's character, he says, Oh, man, you went into the quantum realm. Oh, and you see the shot of the there psychedelic is a, well, quantum realm. Not so much that bit. A couple of shots later in the trailer, maybe halfway through. And there is a uh, an Ant-Man... I'm going to just go to A Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. An Ant-Man with like a very black background. He looks like he's floating and this like blur goes past him. Now, only as I'm saying that, it actually is a okay. bit of a silverish, whitish sort of blur. So it may actually be that ghost villain character that we're introduced oh, to in yes. this trailer that can phase through objects. But I was just wondering whether they put that in. A shot like that has absolutely no relevance. You're already seeing the powers of this. If it is otherwise the ghost-like character, you are seeing that character's powers and abilities and the, 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 the threats that they put on uh, throughout the rest of the trailer in, in the real world and, and when they're in real size. Why do you need to show that like split-second shot in that the realm? Yeah. Unless it's... I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer is in this movie. Oh, my God. I'm so glad she, you mentioned that. Yeah. That is the thing I'm excited the most That's about. That's Janet, right? Janet? Yes. Yeah. So she'll be Michael Douglas's wife. Yeah. Who we saw, technically we saw in the first film in mm. that little flashback where you see Ant-Man and the Wasp working together to yeah. just disable the the missile or whatever it is mm-hmm. and she goes summertopic. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, just a question I had. I'm wondering whether we uh, we did see her in that and it would be a cool reveal after we see Ant-Man mm. and the Wasp to know that we saw it in this trailer. Well, yeah. I mean, it would almost be a waste in a way if you, like in the same way when we first saw Hank Pym or when I think when we first saw him in Ant-Man, 
they did the the young technology on him to look mm, at him mm. back in the eighties or whatever. It's like, well, surely if they wanted a young a young Janet Van Dyne or uh, sorry uh, Janet Pym, yeah, they're not gonna hire Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, they wouldn't have to do a lot of work to make her look 20 years younger because she looks stunning. Did you know she just turned 60 the other day? Really? Michelle Pfeiffer, our Catwoman, Matthew. Wow. Our Catwoman is 60 years old. Not that you'd not that you'd know it. You would not know it. It wouldn't make a lot of sense for them to hire her just to make her younger yeah. in flashback sequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's, I think she's going to be coming back. Yeah. And if you think about it, it she went subatomic in her wasp costume. Mm. So if she comes back, she's kind of got to be in it again. Mm. So oh, no, I'll have wondering. to go back and have a look. I was just wondering. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, it might not mean anything, but uh, in case it uh, does, you just heard it here first. Your bets. One last thing, yeah, just back on on Michael Pena. Like he was such an integral part of that first film. Not so much on the plot, but just how much you enjoyed that first movie. Like his, mm. and it's in a movie with Paul Rudd to in to have another comic yeah. relief character. Yeah. That's a ballsy move. Yeah, because, you know, like, Paul Rudd's the comic relief to Michael Douglas and the film as a whole, but then you've got Michael Pena, who's comic relief to how serious Paul Rudd's character has to be. Otherwise, yeah. it's it's an interesting mix, and that kind of character, the lines that he delivered, how dopey he might have been, been a bit naive and all that, if you don't... You can write that any way you want. If it's not performed well, that character... You're going to be like, oh, why oh is this God, dumb guy here? He's so and annoying. He was arguably the number one character in that film. Like people walked out and they're like, oh my God, about that guy? And he tells a story, you know, yeah. this guy and this guy. You loved him. And I've loved him before that film. I've loved him after. He's a great serious actor, but my Christ, he can do comedy well. And it was so good to see him, op- essentially after the, uh, the, the the father-daughter bit, open up this trailer, talking to Michael Douglas. Like he's wearing a suit. He's in an office. It's like, you guys are petty yeah. criminals. Like what's 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 going on here? And there was that great line. I'll play it here, but because I no way I can do it justice. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have believed that in your hour of need, you would turn to us? Not me. Because I mean, we robbed you. Do you remember? That's us. Like, that's... <laughs> it's like, it's such an in your face... It's obvious. It's like, well, we know that, and why would you say that? But yeah. that's actually what that character would say. Like, yeah, and Michael Douglas is going to go, yeah, I know. I let it happen, remember? <laughs> that's That was a big plot in the film. I let it happen. Oh, man. So but I... he's just so... He's like a puppy. He's like a big golden retriever that you just like, he's so dopey, but he's just so earnest and happy about it. Like he's just, he's just doing him. Yeah. You can't not help but smile when you see him. Like he just, it's a really, it's a fine line he walks and he does it really, really well. So it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how that carries on into, into the second film. Yeah. So I really don't know what to expect much more than what we saw from the ghost villain, what looks to be a film, a female villain as well, which you've had very little of yeah. in the MCU. Which I think is a, is another good one where they can, they can, I think the original ghost was a, was a male character, yeah. but it's so like fifth tier, mm. like E grade, you know, kind of villain. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Cause it's just a bit of tech. It, it's fine. It's not like they're going to go, oh, we're going to do a female Loki and a male Hela. It's like, yeah. well, no, no, don't, you idiot, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think with this, it can, I'm down for it. Yeah. And then, other yeah. than that, the other big addition, which was after the like title card at the end, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, yeah. Joining the MCU, and he said that he, I, I had read that he's playing Goliath, and I read that as being, I actually, I think up until this trailer, I think I thought that he was going to be the main bad guy, mm. but they don't at all suggest that he is in any way villainous uh, in, uh, in this trailer. Well, no, trailer. he mentions that he worked with Hank um, oh. on the Goliath project. Now, yeah. I'll show you this, and again, I only know this because of like um, action figures and stuff like that, mm. is 
Um, Goliath is a code name that I think either Hank or Scott went by at a certain point. Mm. I think it might have been after Civil War or something like that, trying to distance himself from Ant-Man. But that's Goliath. Yeah. And typically, he just goes big. He doesn't go little. Mm, mm. Is is um is Goliath steel? So yeah, be interesting to see. Because I can't imagine they're going to bring on Lawrence Fishburne to just be like a an acquaintance to a not secondary character via importance, but as far as like the main stars of these films, it's Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly. Mm. So you got then Hank Pym under them, and then he's an old acquaintance of him, and may pop up in a couple of scenes, and you get Lawrence Fishburne. No, you get that guy to play something a little bit more substantial. Yeah, and but, I mean, I, I said it when we first watched the trailer, Samuel L. Jackson's going to be pissed. Because <laughs> he's... He, remember he's, the um, the interview when yeah. someone thought he was Lawrence Fishburne? Yeah. He's like, no, I'm the other guy. <laughs> he can't use Marvel you to distinguish great, that no, now. No, 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 you weren't that other guy. You're the guy, you're really good in The Matrix. It's like, no, you've been incredibly racist right yeah. now. Yeah. You peanut. Yeah. So, so now, you can't, now he can't be like... No, I'm the guy from the Marvel films because Lawrence Fishburne's in him now. God damn it. He's going to be like, no. I just think it it reminded you of how much fun the first one was. It was really a greatest hits of the first movie. It was like, hey, do you like that? You're going to get more of the same. Yeah. But even more again. And I think after Infinity War, even though it is only a week since we saw that movie, it's kind of like we needed the levity that this trailer provided for what this franchise can give us even in a couple of months. Mm. And then we'll be gearing up, ready to go. That's one of the only reasons I can think of as to why they didn't do this movie first and then do Infinity War is that we've come off Ragnarok, which was yeah, most, yeah, mostly yeah. a comedy. Um, Black Panther was just a juggernaut. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe they just wanted to hit Infinity War, give us some levity before we go into Infinity War again. Yeah. You know, so it's, you know, it's interesting. And it's, and it's not like it's like, I think every, is this still part of phase three? Yeah, yeah, Phase yeah. 3 doesn't end until Avengers 4. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I think hasn't every Phase 3 film so far technically taken place in the past, except for Infinity Like, they've all been sort of, you know, not happened in 2018 or 2017. They've all kind of been yeah. backtracked a little bit. So I, I think guess it, it would... Civil, uh, Avengers and Civil War are probably the only ones. Yeah, the rest yeah. of them are yeah, set yeah. differently. So maybe this is their thing for Phase 3. It's their little subtle things. Like, okay, every one of these is going to actually take place in a different time than when we're actually playing it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm down. I'm about I'm it. excited. It's coming out uh, in July, so not too long until we uh, get a look at it. So uh, stay tuned to Get in the Geek. Um, we'll uh, we'll keep these. I like these trailers. I like speculating on trailers because I love watching mm. trailers. I like sitting down and being able to talk to them, especially with a fan like yourself. You know more information than me, so I'm basically sitting <laughs> Sometimes. here milking Sometimes. it off you. Uh, but otherwise, we've got uh, plenty of shows that we're talking about. Uh, Maddie and I talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gifted on the Marvel side. Ben and Terry and I talking about uh, DC. TV. Maddie and I did a Infinity War spoiler review and non-spoiler review. You can check out both if you've seen the film. Bugger it. Just uh, see what we couldn't say in our non-spoilers. <laughs> but uh, all of that and everything else we've done in the past on our podcasting channels. Just uh, search Get Into Geek wherever you might find your podcasts. If you can't find us on a podcasting outlet and you want us to be available there, write in. Let us know where you choose to get your podcasts and we'll do our best to get it up on those. Otherwise, you can uh, follow us on the socials. Subscribe and like and all that. Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just search Get Into Geek. Myself, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Let's talk some Marvel, Maddie. Oh, look, if you want to see pictures of my boss's dogs, come check me out on Instagram at <laughs> High Pitch Maddie. Or uh, if you want me to see something in about six months' time, hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, notifications mean nothing uh, to him. Still no DMs. I mean, still, I'll, no one slid into my DMs in Twitter yet. So, And he doesn't mean anything by that. Actually slide into his DMs. Yeah, like, I'm, take that I want to know what it's about. It. Just, yeah. 
you know, got to experience everything Twitter's got to offer. Yeah, teach Twitter to Maddie. Okay, it's, if you're going to have another reason to write in, that's the best one we've got. <laughs> write in to Maddie, write him myself, join the show. Uh, we'll check you back next week. Uh, more Get Into Geek. Oh, I don't know exactly what our next episode is going to be, but it's going to be geeky. I can tell you that, Maddie. So thanks Definitely. for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Get into geek.com.